Welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. Joining me today, Justin Ventola, Jimmy Shea. Gentlemen, how we doing? What's up, Dave? How you doing? What's up, Dave? I'm good, thanks. Um, in the open, you just heard Jack Edwards' call of the third goal of Bergeron's hat trick the other night versus Philadelphia. It was also Jeremy Swayman's first win in the NHL. You also heard Jeremy Swayman talking after the Washington game and Bruce Cassidy talking yesterday, which is Friday, about the goaltending for the weekend. Um, it's been about 10 days since we last talked, guys. The Bruins played five games. They have a record of 3-1-1. One, and one. They split two games with Pittsburgh and also split two games with Philadelphia. Um, but that really wasn't the biggest news of the week. Um, you know, there's been a couple of trades, of course, none by Don Sweeney. Sorry, Justin. Uh, but nope. the biggest story in Boston this week for the Bruins is the goaltending. Your, your top two goaltenders, Tuka Rask, has been on the shelf. Uh, Yaroslav Halak got placed on the COVID list earlier this week. That left the Bruins with Dan Vladar and Jeremy Swayman, Swayman as the goaltender for your last four games. Um, Brad Marchand actually said of Swayman after, I think, his first or second game, I'm not sure, that he was as advertised. Uh, and Swayman will be starting, or did start today's game. We are recording about 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, and the Bruins are playing, and they are, you know, usual Saturday afternoon, down 2-1. to one. Uh, Swayman posted a 2-0 record, 2-0-1 goals against average, and a 947 save percentage in those two games. In Providence this year, he's played nine games. He's 8-1-0 with a 189 goals against average and a 933 save percentage. I personally think he's looked very composed, square to the shot, seems to be in the right position. I think I even read that Cassidy said something about Swayman to the fact that he hasn't given up a bad goal yet. Um, so, I, Justin, why don't you give me your impressions of these last five games? Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, Dave, so I, I have to say, Swayman's been one of my uh, favorite parts of the last few games. Uh, I really like him. I think... Um, I think our goaltending prospects were mostly unknown um, outside that horrible game by Bladar, although he's even picked it up. But uh, it was, you know, you hear this kid talked about he's he's a highly talented prospect for us, um, believe it or not. And so far, he's looked great. He looked poised, as you said. Um, he's been fun to watch in net. Uh, I think in a way, he's given the Bruins a little bit more life. Um, and I think it speaks. I know it's only been. It's well on our third game now with him, but I think the fact that Cassie's like riding him now, which I think he should because he's doing really well, um, it just just speaks to you know what they think of him, and I think he's the future. And personally, like if this isn't like a call to get Tuka out of town now, I don't know what is. So he's been fun to watch. Um, outside of that, though, I mean, surprisingly good game against Washington. Uh, Pittsburgh series was split. Kind of felt like that was coming. Um, Philadelphia game they split I believe right so I mean they've been fine I mean quite honestly it's been uh, the best way to put it is like they're not again not fun to watch yeah I mean, you're not, generous like, saying they've been fine because I don't think they've really been like, fine I mean a mediocre at best yeah. I mean they've been like that's, a, still that's one of your favorite lines by the way yeah mediocre at <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it's so true well it's, it's you know so these past few games have been mediocre, but Swayman's been nice. He's been a nice guy, like little uh, cherry on top of the crap that we're getting. Yeah. And, and Vlad, I didn't play bad the other night either. Uh, he's played oh. very well when he's needed to for you. Jimmy, what do you think? 
so first of all, I want to say that the best number for a goalie to wear is number one. It looks so clean in there. It's it it, it looks it looks so nice. The first time since uh, Raycroft wore it, it's, it's it looks really nice. Uh, just staring at. But saying that, I mean, he's been very good. Uh, Swayman has. I'm not willing to say he's the future yet. I'm not. The guy that's been touted to us for the last two years now is Vladar. I'm going to still say he's the guy after Rask. But I've been saying this for years, that goalies are like running backs in football. You do not need to pay these guys, and this is exactly why. Because you can get hot. You can get a hot goalie or a hot uh, two goalies that make absolutely nothing, and you can ride them. It's. I mean, uh, uh, St. Louis did it against us, and they won the cup. Uh, Cam Ward did it in 06, 07. He won the rookie of the year. He got hot, and, and he wasn't a really good goalie. These high-priced goalies, we were just going over them before the podcast. Uh, Bobrovsky, high-paid, not doing uh, – not a very good – I mean, they didn't make the playoffs last year, did they? I, no, I mean, Bobrovsky sucks. Yeah. I mean, Pekka Reyes made one cup final but has not won – uh, Carey Price hasn't even made a cup final, has not nothing. Our uh, our own boy here, Tugaresk, high-paid goalie, has not done anything uh, except for tap out of big games and lose game sevens of the Stanley Cup finals. This is my point, though. Stop paying these goalies. It doesn't work. Roberto Luongo, another guy, you know, just high-paid, elite goalie in the regular season. Playoffs come, craps his pants every single year. You don't pay these guys. I would much rather build a really good defense around them or a high-powered offense around them that actually can withstand game after game after game and then ride a duo goalies. Anton Hudobin, he made the Cup Finals last year, lost because Tampa's a wagon. But, I mean, we've seen Anton Hudobin on two different stints here. He's good. He's not great. I mean, we were talking before the show, besides that one-and-a-half year of Tim Thomas, Tim Thomas is a average goalie, low above average. I think Dave is what you said. Yep, I, I have above it, Light, slightly above average. But I mean, that's what I say about you know these first these last five games is you know I'm gonna settle down on the swim and talk a little bit just because it's been quick, but it's been fun to watch. Other than that, I think I picked a split between the Pittsburgh uh, the Pittsburgh games, and then you picked the I, wrong one. <laughs> I know. Actually, the funny thing is, I really wanted to pick the game that we had that night, but of course, the podcast is not going to be out in time. So I actually had Pittsburgh as well that night too, and I was like, "Yes!" And as soon as it happened, I was like, "It's not going to happen now." <sighs> yeah, I got that one out quick, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, the Bruins are going to uh, end up winning this game, and sure enough, they won. I was like, "Of course they would." Yep. Um, yeah, that, that was the one I got wrong, but uh, yeah, it's I don't know. Echoing what you guys what you guys said, besides watching Chara, it's not been fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, you you still only have three people scoring. Uh, I like that you have them mixed up on the two lines now. I mean, you dropped Pasta Knockdown, um, and you moved Craig Smith up. I've kind of enjoyed seeing that a little bit. Um, I still definitely you've gotten a couple of secondary scoring goals here and there. I think it was uh, Bleed and Lausanne who scored in the last game. Um, you know, that one that one's for you, Tyler. Anton Bleed said, "That's who I am." I was like, "Who is that guy?" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tyler couldn't make it, by the way. He's off in Hollywood trying to be a superstar, so good for him. Good luck. Fingers crossed. Don't die. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we got. I want to start off this week as opposed to going through the games. I want to talk about the trade deadline, which is Monday at 3 p.m. 
this week we've seen a couple of trades, most notably the Islanders acquiring Kyle Palmieri for and Tra- Travis Zajac, Zajac, excuse me, not Pat Zajac, uh, from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for a first-round pick. Uh, this year, I believe it was, in a conditional fourth next year. And they also got two AHL players. One was 23 years old and one was 27 years old. Um, you know, Palmieri was a guy who had been rumored to come to Boston. So, you know, we're, we're right in trade deadline season for Don Sweeney. Um, Toronto made a trade yesterday acquiring an injured Riley Nash from Columbus for a conditional seventh-round pick next year. Um Nash is a free agent at the end of the year and will be out four to six weeks with a knee injury. We all know Boston needs defense, especially now with McAvoy been injured, uh, Carlo is out, and can we really rely on Kevin Miller? Um, I was I was wondering with the Zach Warinsky injury out in Columbus, uh, what they would be doing. They're pretty much at the bottom of the standings over there in their division. And we heard rumors, I forget which one of you gentlemen said it and who it was from. There's a rumor that uh, David Savard's on the move. Yeah, so it was from Darren Drager. Um, let me pull up the tweet real quick again. Um, it was that Darren Drager is reporting that David, Sav- uh, David Savard is uh, most likely going to the Bolts. Um, and a uh, another source suggested that the return to Columbus is significant. And it sounds like possibly it's going to be Tyler Johnson or Yanni Gord. Possibly. Sounds like a pretty good trade. Nice hockey trade, if you ask me. It's a a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I guess, uh, Jimmy, I'll start with you with my two questions that I got here is, because we all know that we don't really, we're not, the three of us, we're not going to rely on Kevin Miller heading in. So a couple quick questions. What defenseman would you be looking for? Um, do you want a forward? If so, who? And really, before you answer either of those, are you buying or are you selling? Well, before I answer any of those questions, I want to say, ha, 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 ha. I've been saying this the whole time, that your number one defenseman can't stay healthy. And guess what? In a shortened season, he still can't stay healthy. Dude, he fell on his fucking shoulder. I don't care. No, it's, wait, wait, wait. It's, like, it's like always, always freak accident. Oh God, you're like talking to my six-year-old. Dude, it's like he's the only player in the NHL that's ever gotten a history. It's I like know. he's the only one who's ever gotten hurt. My How many point. players get hurt in the season, right, dude? It's not, it's not the point. It's not the point of him getting hurt. It's he has injury history. But you can't make someone like that your number one defense, and you cannot rely on this guy to stay healthy. It's what I've been saying all season. I saw that. I saw that tweet that he was out with an injury, and I was like, I this is this was the. This that should be my lock of the year that he was going to miss significant time with an injury. That was the easiest bet on the board. I mean, come on. Oh I mean, it's 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 insane that this guy is not number one defensively because he cannot stay healthy. Does he have the talent? Maybe I'm not willing to say that, but you guys are willing to say that he has the talent. But guess what? He's not going to win Norris now this year because guess what? He can't stay healthy. This is my point. How this many, guy. Can't. How many games did they play last year? Because he played in 67 of them. He did not play them all. I know that. The, he was he was he out. Two, three. Probably five, six, knowing him. I, I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know. Uh, he's, injured, he's injured every year in just multiple games. Like, it, I'm pretty sure, though, Jimmy, check his playoff games. How many playoff games has he missed due to injury? Did, did, when it comes down to crunch time and it's playoff season, when you want your number one defenseman, you need your number one defenseman, how many games has he missed in playoffs? I'm pretty sure zero. It does. It, it, my point is, though. It, it matters. It right. matters. He's yes. played 54 uh, playoff games in four seasons. Six his okay. first year when they called him up. Followed by 12, yep. 23, and 13 last okay. year. 
No, I'm not saying that he's not there in the playoffs. The problem is if he's your number one defenseman and you don't have this perfection line that basically carries your team in the regular season and then disappears in the playoffs, you have to have a – if you don't have – as much as me and Justin do not like Tuka Rask, he's, he is a force in the regular season. He, he wins games for you. He puts up the stats in the regular season and wins games. The, the problem is is in the playoffs when uh, – if you don't have Tuka Rask after this season – and you're, and you're going to rely on a defense to carry a young goaltending combo like we have now, and your number one defenseman is going to be is missing, whether it's a fluke injury or not. I, I hear what you're saying. It's it's hard to, you know, but it's it's not the he is he's missing games every single season. And this is why you can't pay this guy as the number one. I'm sorry. He can, might. Can somebody tell me um, the the current consecutive games played by any defenseman? I did. Most the most right now, uh, Dave is uh, Keith Yandel. I know he's going on his Iron Man streak. I don't know if he's like how, where, where he is in NHL history, but Keith Yandel I know has played the most games like consecutively without missing anything. Okay. Um, it, just a, that, just a question, Jimmy. I've been waiting for this all week. It was, when I saw that, I was like, here we go, here we go. Um. No, go ahead, go ahead, Dave. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's fine. I, I just I saw you getting riled up again. I'm just asking because, I mean, Chara never played had didn't play every single game of every single season. All right. I don't really. I mean, we were ripping on him last year more for being slow than anything, and old. But um. So I mean, injuries injuries come up. It it's not like it. He isn't. You're making him sound like he's Andre Kasha. Yep. That, that like a guy exactly. we've a guy we've seen I think for a total of a dozen games in the last calendar year since we acquired them. So exactly. Uh, so that that's unfair on me. That's unfair on me for uh, for putting that out there. And I understand him because you're I understand you're from Connecticut. He's from Long Island. You guys just don't like each other to begin with. So, but also and, and dude Victor Hedman in his career. I'm looking at his games played. Has never had played an 82 game I'm not season. Asking for him to in, play some games, in some years, he's only played 61. I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. He's so, so, one defenseman. One year, he played, one year, McAvoy played 54 games. One year, he played 63. One year, he played 67. And he's played 35 this year. Okay, so yeah, it, so go, go back to Dave's question. Is how come Char, Char never really played 80, uh, 82 games? Well, also, he didn't play the last like you know three or four of the games when they were in the playoffs because they would rest him because he played so much during, during the regular season. Yes, Char did get banged up, and he would miss games due for maintenance, maintenance injuries. But it wasn't a consistent pattern where this guy is missing two to three weeks at a time every single season. It's almost like you can just pencil it in. So that is my, that's my thing. I would rather pay two number twos that's gonna they're gonna play the majority of the season, or I mean, the, the, his offense is not there yet. And I know Justin keeps telling me it's gonna be there, it's gonna be there, it's gonna be there, and pro- it probably is. And I'm gonna it, it is, it is, it's developing. It's literally like I'm gonna look like an asset in you know five, six, seven years. It's not gonna be the first time. Not end of the season, I think. He may not. I, no, he's gonna come back. He might not come back. No, he's gonna come back. But I don't know. It just this guy. You're never gonna win a cup with him as the number one defenseman. And that's so. So now we're taking the Tuka Rask argument and moving it over to Charlie McAvoy. McAvoy. You're never gonna you're never gonna win a cup with Tuka Rask, right? That I I think I have you on tape saying that several times. That's all. I I I have said that because well, Tuka Rask is a little different because Tuka Rask directly impacts the game 
like as a as a goaltender like he is like number one defenseman does it's like your number one defenseman does that's not, why not, like, not, not the same not playing right now like it's not the same. It's not the same way, though. Come on, Justin. Even you, a goal impacts the game a lot more than a number one defenseman does. A lot, like a lot more. I mean, come on. Like, nah, I, I mean, I think if you don't have a number one defenseman, I think no matter how good your goaltender is, he's not going to keep you in many games. Right. We don't have a number one defenseman. That's my. That's my thing. I, I, I think number one defensemen are. are it, it's, what, you want Jimmy? I'm just going to let you. Who's a number one? Yes. You you will be proven wrong. Who's, if you who's a number one defenseman right now? Right now for the Bruins. Yes. It's Kevon Miller, and he sucks. I mean, with McAvoy out, I would have said Grizzly, and he sucks. So, I was, I was, yeah. and, and Grizzly sucks too. But I mean, I, I'm just saying Kevon Miller because I think he played like what 25 minutes through the night. Like, so he's playing the minutes of a number one. I would. So I would say everybody healthy. McAvoy's my number two. I would. I. I am very high on Brandon Carlo. He's my, he's my number one. I think that he. Oh, was, another player who um. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, so he, as far as scoring defensemen on your team, as far as scoring defensemen on your Boston Bruins, Charlie McAvoy has 22 um, points, your number one goal to, uh, defenseman as far as scoring. The next closest defenseman is Grizzly at 13 points, followed by Zaboral at 8, um, Lazan at 5, Clifton at 5, Carlo at 3. I mean... Yeah, his numbers aren't super flashy. He's also been averaging what, like twenty-four plus minutes a game when he's been playing. He's, he's bound. He was bound to get injured this year based on the amount of minutes he was going to be playing because he was going to be covering up for the fact that Don Sweeney, Justin, this one's for you. Don Sweeney did shit for the defense this season. So you tell you tell me he was bound to get, he was he was due to get injured due to the uh, fact that he had to play number one defenseman minutes. When you said? go when you go from playing nineteen to twenty minutes a game to playing anywhere from twenty four to thirty minutes a game on an average basis, yeah, I, I would say that somebody no, is bound that, to get that, injured that way. And, that, and that's coaching as well. That's coaching because you should know that he's going to be your future number one defenseman. No, that's not need, that's not the yeah. coaching. That that you, you is what you, what Justin's been saying all year is that you didn't get anything for defense. You let two guys walk and you brought up your AHL roster. And now everyone on defense is getting hurt. And you brought back you paid a guy more than Chara's making in Washington to come back from uh, two broken kneecaps. I believe it was the same kneecap cross style. So. And, and I guarantee you, number one defensemen are probably the most hurt players in the NHL, too, because they play the most minutes. They get the most pounding. They get the most wear and tear. Like, I mean, it's, it's – so, Jimmy, I just think you're being unfairly negative on Charlie McAvoy. And I think it's – it, it, and I, I, I think that, like, if you actually took the time to sit down and watch him on a nightly basis play and, like, all the other biases aside, you would be like, wow, that's the guy. Yeah, and, he, and we know yeah, you're in a yeah. we know you're in a different market, and it's a little bit harder for you to see some yeah, of these yeah, games. So. And you, you're doing a lot off of box scores, I, and I, I just think it's the Connecticut, New York thing. So, uh, honestly, it's a, so my my reasoning for not putting him as number one defenseman is the same reason why I don't put Eric Carlson as number one defenseman. But I put I put um because the injury history, it's that he can't stay healthy. Yeah, I mean Eric I Carlson Eric, was a number one defenseman for Ottawa, that, but when he moved he, over he to San Fran. Absolutely but he was a legit. He was a legitimate number one defenseman at that time when yep. he was healthy. He was legitimate. The problem is that, by the way, that's a cute cat there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, thanks, thanks for showing us your pussy, Justin. <laughs> uh, no problem, guys. Anytime. I got two of them. It's, it's a little hairy there. Um, <laughs> you might want to cut that one out. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
that might go in the open. Hold on, let me check the time on that so it's easier to find later. That's awesome. I love that. I appreciate that. I've got what I was saying. That's like like, a redemption after like a shitty McAvoy take. So. So we so we're way off track here. Uh, we went. We, we I went from asking the question about the trade deadline to um, you crapping all over Charlie McAvoy, which is fine. <laughs> it's, it's part of the reason we love you and that we want you on this show. So my guess is that instead of a forward, you want a new defenseman. Who would you like the Bruins to try and trade for? No one. That, that that's the thing. I don't want. I I want them to be sellers. Don't trade for anybody. Trade for draft picks. Even trade draft picks this year for future draft picks because there's no real legitimate guy coming out. There's. I don't think it's like, you know, you, we look we look back at the 2015 draft with the one we drafted Debraskin, Zaboral, all those guys in, and it was stacked with players all up and down that first round. It's not. That's not this year. First round picks aren't going to hold that much value. Trade them for other first round, second round picks for a deeper draft. In my opinion. Justin. So I would I wouldn't get anybody. Justin, same questions to you. I know it's been like twenty five minutes, but um, first, <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you want to buy or sell? Do you want a forward? If so, who? Defenseman? If so, who? No, I, I honestly, honestly, guys, like I, I'm in the same boat as in like now, like the Bruins should be sellers. I think if anything, I don't want them. St- I, I and I honestly don't even want them standing pat. I want them to be sellers. Um, the only uh, we talked about this uh, just before the show. The only way I would want them to buy this year is if they're buying a young, future stud prospect, either forward or defense. And personally, I think they, mo- they need help on the forward group. I think their decor will be okay. It will be fine. Maybe they want to like you know maybe go after like a um, a veteran free agent in uh, the off season. Or what I think they should have done was picked up Shane Goss's bear who has a goal against him tonight. Mm. But uh, either way, I think their decoy is going to be fine. Their forward group is ab- questionable, like absolutely questionable. But here's the thing. To get a young stud prospect like a Jack Eichel, like a Patrick Line, look at what they just went for. I mean, in order to get those guys, you're going to have to part ways with Pasternak or McAvoy because they, the Bruins have nothing else in their farm system. They have no good prospects. And what prospects they do have that are serviceable are playing in the NHL right now. So, I mean, there, there would be no point in, in, in going after a young guy because you would have to give up probably your entire roster for them. Um, and not to mention other teams, like, probably have way more than you do and could probably trade for those young stud players. So the Bruins don't have enough to go for a young stud. So they need a draft. They need a rebuild. And the only way you can do that is with picks. And so I need I, I I'm all for them getting rid of Krejci while you can. Um, you're selling maybe on Coil. Uh, maybe if someone wants to give you like a bag of pucks and a third round pick for Jake DeBrusque or whatever. Um, I mean something. But they should not be looking to trade their first round pick next year. They should not be looking to add an old forward. They should definitely not go out for another Kasha or another Jimmy Hayes. Or not a Brett Ritchie or Nick Ritchie. They should be stacking up on picks and just building towards the future. Just float through the rest of the season and see where you get. What's up, Jimmy? Yeah, that, that's really it. You're a mediocre team. You're not getting any better no matter what you do. So so just an update on the David Savard um, news here. It looks like it's probably going to include uh, their uh, Columbus's 
first uh, round draft pick in 2015. Speaking of that draft class earlier, uh, Gabriel Carlson, who uh, he's played some games from this year. Not great. He's a defenseman, uh, left-handed defenseman. Um, does, has decent numbers in the AHL this year. Excuse me, last year. Um, has not. He's looked okay this year. Uh, a minus four in the year, so not great. But it's also Columbus, so guess to take that with a grain of salt. But he's a highly touted prospect for uh, Columbus. Um, good for the Lightning. Can I've, we sweat, swap GMs, please? Right. So they get they get, they get uh, a legitimate one in Savard, and they get another a decent prospect. Yeah, probably for as I said, probably for Johnson and or uh, was it Gord? I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, Yanni Gord. You said earlier. That's a good trade for the Lightning. Good trade for the Lightning. It's not official yet. Yeah, that's what hey, Columbus, probably if that happens. Justin, um, was it Godosphere? Did I say that? No, right? I think Godosphere. Yeah, Godosphere. Yeah, Godosphere. yeah. Did was he the defenseman that Philly put on waivers a couple weeks ago? Yep. Was it? Yeah. And you, you could have yep. got him for just his contract. Yeah, you could just picked him up. You could just picked him up. Okay, that's great. We got Jared Tenorti instead, though. Yeah, say we got that big stiff Jared Tenorti. Have we really been seeing him play lately? I don't think I've heard his name once in the last week. I thought he played like a game, maybe two, but that was it. I haven't seen him. I do like his number eighty-four, great defenseman number. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Not when he's done with it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, I I kind of agree with you guys in the fact that I mean as, as a. As a as a Boston Bruins fan, I I want them to go for it every year. But I, uh, on a more realistic aspect, I don't think they're going to go very far this year. I believe at the beginning of the year, I picked them to be fourth in this division. Um, but I, I just don't see the move being made. There's uh, the Ekholm rumors that's been going on for what a pretty much all season. It feels like, uh, and you still haven't made a move on it. You're just just under 48 hours from the trade deadline and you haven't done anything you you just base it it's it's about time to just come out and say it was a, a rebuilding year trade who you can um obviously you have your big three up front that you're gonna keep and then your young defense pick your pick your two three young defensemen get rid of two you know I, I still say get rid of Krejci. Uh He's got some value right now. Haven't been a little warmer lately. He had a goal the other night, I believe. He's had a few assists um, in the last couple of games as well, I believe. Uh, he's been playing pretty well on the power play. But it, it, listen, if you can get a first or second rounder or a, a highly touted prospect for a guy like David Krejci to a, going to a team that is actually going to make a run, it's a win-win because Krejci's going to get that opportunity to hoist another cup, which he's not going to get playing out this year for the Boston Bruins, in my opinion. He's not. Um, as far as far as forwards, I mean, we've all seen that Don Sweeney can't get the right forward combination on the right side. So why why go for it? He seems to swing and miss pretty badly. He's like Casey at bat, at the bat, that old stupid poem. <laughs> uh, I don't know who did it. It's just an old one. I, I do remember the Bugs Bunny version of it, though. That was pretty fun. <laughs> um, so I think we're all kind of in agreement. Don't don't buy if you can sell. Let's just let's just limp through the rest of this year. <laughs> like literally, just you know. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on to studs and duds from the past week. Justin, why don't you start us out with your studs? Sure, absolutely, Dave. So uh, I'll start with uh, number one. We talked about him a little bit earlier. It was uh, Swayman. 
uh, like him. He's, uh, he's probably honestly one of the only bright spot, uh, prospects they have right now. Um, Side note, guys, uh, Bruins has scored. Was it Jake DeBrusque? Maybe no. Jake DeBrusque. Clearly been Jake DeBrusque. Actually, no, it was Jake DeBrusque. Oh, wow. That was crazy. Anyways, total side note. Sorry. Uh, but Jeremy Swayman, I think he's been your, like a fun prospect and one of the only like ones that you can really say you have. Um, I, I've liked him in net. And again, sample size is small. It's only two games. We Barely enough to judge a player. But so far, he's been fun to watch, and I like him. So And he's done well. He is uh, – obviously, I have his stats right here for – at least the two games he's played in. Um, he's 2.01 goals against average, 0.947 uh, save percentage to win. So I, I'm liking him. I'm, I really am, and I'm happy that Bruce Cassidy's riding the kids. So um, my second step was uh, Craig Smith, believe it or not. I've been down him all year, rightfully so, I think. But, I mean, you know, they put him up, uh, Cassidy put him up, playing next to Bergeron and Pasnak. And I think if you're a halfway decent NHL player – you're going to get points playing with those two. I mean, it's just inevitable. I mean, you could just look at the penalty kill, and honestly, those two could probably just play by themselves the entire game. I mean, so if you're playing on that line and you don't produce, there's something wrong with you. Um, so, I mean, he's been good. So he has, what, three goals, seven assists, and ten points in his past ten games. Um, so in, in a plus five. So he's been good, much better than Craig Smith that I was hoping we would see early on in the season. Um, and then my last studs um, have to be the Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand combo. I mean, if those two forwards aren't keeping the Bruins relevant, I don't know what is. I mean, like those two guys, Brad Marchand, that they're studs on the penalty kill. Uh, like what? Brad Marchand has how many shorthanded goals now? 30. He's like 30? 30 in his career, insane, yeah. Insane to me. Patrice Bergeron, 25. I mean, it, and they've been providing all the offense. It's so gritty. They're willing to get into the dirty areas. I mean, just good for those two. I mean, good for those two. But that, they're keeping the Bruins relevant. They really are. So those are going to be my studs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Marshawn has more um, shorthanded goals in his career than power play goals in his career. It's nuts. Yeah. I, I, I think it was yeah. either Fluto or Ty Anderson who, or, or Con, Connor Ryan, one of those three, I think, who had that stat this week. Um, Jimmy, how about your studs? So it's going to be the same, uh, pretty much the same as Justin, just different order. I got Bergeron number one. The uh, Hattie against Pittsburgh was great to watch, even though I hate to see him on the front of his jersey. But that's besides the point. <laughs> Bergeron uh, number one for me. Swayman number two. I know I said kind of let's not eat the cheese on him, but, I mean, he's been really good this whole week. Um, although you said they just tied the game. Bruins just tied the game, right? So he might he might not lose today, and then I got Marshan as my number three. Uh, him just watching on the penalty kill, it, it looks like he's on the power play when he's on the penalty kill. It's I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen a weapon like this on the penalty kill. Honestly, the only one I can really think of that was close, and I don't know why because uh, the the skill level is not the same. But how I felt when he was on the PK was Danny Paye. The way he always was looking to attack when he was on the PK. Um, so yeah, I got Bergeron, Swayman, and Marshan for my studs. Excellent. And mine's not too much different. I mean, uh, I have Brad Marchand, third star of the week um, for the NHL. Six goals, five assists, plus eight in his last five games. Yeah, it's something you expect out of the game, out of the guy, but still, that's pretty impressive. I got Bergeron, four goals, four assists, plus seven in the last five games. Uh, and really, you could have added Pasternak in, in there somewhere, too, with those guys, because I believe he had... Um, two goals, four assists, or something like that, or two goals, three assists in the past week. Uh, and I got Jeremy Swayman. I mean, 
good on this kid coming up, saying the right things, looking calm, looking collected, getting his two wins. Um, and uh, Justin, to your point, Craig Smith has factored in both Bruins goals today. He's got two assists. I believe the primary assists as well. Um, it, he was he was up there for me, but I I, I had to go with Bergeron, uh, Marshawn Bergeron, and Swayman. Um, Justin with the duds. Oh God, um, jeez, everybody. I mean, <laughs> I, seriously, it's everyone. I mean, and to be fair, I'm also kind of being unfair with my choices because I'm kind of lumping two choices in one. But um, so with my my duds, uh, first dud of the week, David Posner. Dude, where the hell have you been, man? I mean, like, like I, he hasn't been like god awful, but he's been darn near invisible, and that's something you don't want to see of like your star forward. Um, I have also in the last ten games. Three goals, five assists, eight points, and, and is a minus six. Um, and, I mean, he's also been playing with David Krejci. So, I mean, I think this speaks to both, like, the uh, Marshan Bergeron duo. You, I mean, Pasnak, who's already a talented kid, you put him with those guys and he's going to go off. And I think now that he's separate from those guys, He's still a good player, but I, I think there's some a little discrepancy there, you know. Well, you can um, see where you can see where the the defense on that top line helps him out so much. It, exactly, and because I, I just don't think David Pasternak's that great of a defensive player. He has made some strides. He has. I have seen him, some good things out of him this year defensively, but um, you know, I, I just think that he's just hasn't been nearly as dynamic. Um, there was a few shots here tonight where I'm just like, dude, you usually like pot those in, and like he had a missed the net. Broke his stick, shot into the goalie. I was like, what's up with this kid? I don't know if he's injured, fighting through something or whatever. But he has not been good for them. He's not really been a factor. Um, if anything, I think he's hurt them. Um, the second dud I have is uh, Jeremy Lozon. I think he's sucked. Since he's come back, he has sucked. He has turned over the puck. He's been uh, like lazy in his own end. He's just not been the Jeremy Lozon before the injury. Before the injury, I loved him. I thought he was great. Maybe he's just fighting through it or maybe he's just, you know, uh, trying to get reacclimated back into the game, but he he has sucked, and I think his minutes have uh, reflected that as well. Um, and then my uh, tie—I have a four-way tie here for last. Uh, um, again, I'm sorry, I'm lumping like all these guys into one, so it's not really fair. I'm sorry, but I had to. Frederick, where the hell have you been, dude? Um, Sanishin, not an NHL player, not at all an NHL player. He's proven that to me. Wow, if that isn't like a dagger in Don Sweet, that's got to like, wow, what were you doing? He must have been high as hell when he chose him. Um, Honors Bjork, he's been a healthy scratch now for what, four straight games? Um, Jake DeBrusque, I know he just scored, but he's also been wildly un- invincible um, as well. I mean, those guys, I mean, and I, and I like Frederick. I'm hoping he's just working through something himself, maybe getting used to it. I, I don't know. Um, and I still like him. I'm not going to like, you know, throw him out. Out, uh, out of shop because I like what he brings to the table. But, like, dude, where have you been? You haven't been nasty. All you've been doing is taking penalties. You haven't shown up really on the score sheet. I mean, he's falling off a cliff somewhere. So just those four kids, I am so sick of watching them. I'm so sick of them, um, with the exception of maybe Frederick. Maybe we'll work out of it, but, yeah. Jimmy? Jimmy. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to – sorry, I was hearing an echo on my headphones. Yeah, it was um, too. Yeah, based on 
what I said for my stud. I had Twitman as my thing, my second stud. I'm gonna go Tukarask as my first dud because it proves, like I said earlier, you do not need to pay a goalie, and this just enforces that he's overpaid and he's overvalued on this team. So when it comes to deadline, if you can get a good deal for him, and I'm saying when I say a good deal, I mean I would take the salary dump and a third round pick for him. I think you get a second round pick for him, but I would take a third round pick for him just to get the salary cap off and just see what you can get for him. Not a um, baseball hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bag of pucks. Anyone you know, in the, from anyone uh, in the AHL. A, a, a new Zamboni blade. Uh, uh, something. <laughs> um, my, that was my, great. My, 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 sec, my second um, my second dud might be a little unfair. You guys are going to have to tell me because I'm literally looking at the box score for this guy. Uh, Nick Ritchie, which kills me to say it. Um, he was a minus three against one of the Pittsburgh games. If you're going to do all your scoring on the power play, I get that doesn't affect the uh, plus minus. But you got to put the puck in the net then. Like, if you're not going to be good on the defensive end and actually help the team out, then I'm going to give you the dub this week. So it might be a little unfair. I'm not sure. I didn't watch a lot of the games this week because it's hard for me to get him down here. But am I wrong? No, no. absolutely not. He's my second. He's my second dud. Okay. And, and honest with you, Jimmy, like, and I'll just try it real quick. The best way to describe it, he's such a lazy offensive player. Yes. And that's yes. his issue. A yes. lazy boring offensive player. He's like Jake DeBrusque in that yeah. aspect. You, you know, like yeah. he goes in and if it's not the perfect play, it's, oh, here we go. He's like Pass Eeyore. That's well, okay. Oh, man. I gotta get rid of the puck. <laughs> I don't want the puck. It's like when the puck comes to him, he's like, I don't want it. I don't want it. Take it. Take it. Uh, all right. So then my third dad, Justin's going to love this one. Don Sweeney. Um, yeah, baby. And, and the reason why, well, he was already on my list, but it's official. Da- uh, David Savard is going to Tampa Bay, and Twitter is blowing up, and it's making me so happy reading these because they couldn't fit uh, David Savard under the cap, so they just put, they just kept Kucherov on long-term IR, and it doesn't affect the cap. And people are going insane because he's still eligible for the playoffs. So Twitter is losing freaking mind right now, and it is so great. Like, just disqualify all Tampa Bay. They shouldn't be able to make the playoffs. I'm well, there's no. There's no cap really in the playoffs, right? Or is that none, right? That's, yeah, because they're not really even exactly, getting paid. So. Yeah, yeah, so right, the, the playoffs point. aren't like guaranteed or whatever. He's, I don't know. He's out, with, he's out with their whole regular season, so they put him in the long-term IR so they can get this guy, and then they're just gonna bring him back to the playoff roster. Hey, that's awesome. It's it's, it's brilliant. You Steve Eisman genius. Steve Eisman is a freaking genius. The GM, he's, he's a smart genius. Steve Eisman is a freaking genius. He's Bill Belichick of the NHL is what he is. He's genius. Um, we're just well, I don't know. He hasn't, he hasn't won seven, six yet, right? Not yet. Well, no, yeah. this, if he's going to keep doing something like this, he's not very far off. He's got five to um, go. Uh, he's, 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 I think he has two as a player, though. So, I mean. Well, I mean, Belichick has two as a defensive coordinator. I count those. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> his boat might count him. I don't know if his boat counts him. Oh, but, his um, boat absolutely does. Felger was, hates it. I was going to say, he probably does. Felger no, fucking but, hates it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think it's gonna be uh, Don Sweeney just because, as much as we said this middle area, I'm I know what's coming. He's gonna do some move to add to this team, and it's not gonna be a very good move. It's gonna be like it's gonna be trading like a legitimate piece of some sort um, for like a player like Jake DeBrusque. I know what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen late in the freaking day. It's gonna happen around like. Like two thirty, three o'clock, and I'm like, "Oh, here, this player, look up his number." Like, okay, it's you know, change the scenery. Um, but yeah, uh, hey. I'm, just, I'm, 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 it's a preemptive dud as well because he's been a dud all season. 
but I know it's gonna get worse. I know it's gonna get worse, and I know Justin's gonna lose his mind on Monday afternoon. Yeah, I saw I saw something the uh, earlier today or last night, late last night. Um, Boston's talking with Anaheim again about possible trades. I just have this yeah. reoccurring nightmare that Don Sweeney is gonna trade like David Krejci for uh, uh, bring back fucking um, David Backus or he's going to go down to San Jose and trade somebody pretty, you know, with potential back for friggin' Ryan Donato or something. I well, just, well, I, know, I don't know if I'm the only one who has that fear. Yeah. Do I need some more well, anxiety medicine? I, I do so the two players that, that, that they've been close, closely linked to, because apparently they had, uh, the Bruins had their scouts. I mean, they're also worth a bag of pucks. Our scouting system blows. So I'm like, wh- like, what are they looking at? Anyways, our scouts were at the LA King Anaheim game the other day, and the rumors are is they may be looking for a package of defensemen. I think it's Josh Manson um, and forward left wing uh, power forward uh, Ricard Raquel. Ooh, I like him. I do like Raquel. And he's so. 29 years old. I mean – not, I would wish he was two years younger, but I mean, you know, that's he's good. What's his contract so, term? Do you know? I don't. That I don't know, Dave. I did not go in that far. I just looked at the players. And uh, Manson, he's a big, heavy uh, defenseman. I think he's right shot, though. I think. So that's a little weird, but so, you know. Well, my sources, which are not not sources, um, <laughs> Dave shouldn't be worried because you know, you know, you know, he's coming back. Your boy Dan Hines coming back, of course. I mean, that's your boy. He's coming that, back. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm, I will I'm afraid, that. like and and listen, I was one of the biggest Danton Heiner defenders. I'll admit that. I know you are. I, I know you are. I, I thought he played a, a, a fairly player. decent defensive style game. I wanted oh. to see a lot more out of him. I understand the uh, Heinen hate that comes my way. It's cool. I'm down with it. It's just like we're gonna give you the the uh, the McAvoy muzzle one of these days. You do know I have a mute button, right, Jimmy? <laughs> no, it's uh. It's it's he's the John Cena of the NHL. He's the most invisible player out there. <laughs> uh, all right, finishing off studs and duds. Uh, my three duds are um, I have Jakob Zaboral. Bad penalties at bad times. Beat kind of badly on a goal. Kind of the same thing uh, as you were saying about Lazan. I don't know. Maybe I could have gotten the two confused. They're kind of the same player to me right now. Um, I have Nick Ritchie, no points, minus four in his last five games. And I have Trent Frederick, zero points, minus four in his last five games. Uh, Frederick, he took a stupid penalty the other day, comes right off the ice, tries to get in a fight with I don't even remember who. I don't even think it was anybody worth fighting in the box two minutes. I think it led to a goal. I forget. Uh, And Nick Ritchie, again, like, uh, who was it? Uh, Jimmy said it. Like, if you're only going to be good on the – Offensive. Uh, if you're only going to score on the power play, yeah, at least got to give me some effort five on five, and I'm not seeing that right now. Exactly. No, I mean it, it, he's he's been brutal to watch because like he he again he's another frustrating player where like like he applied himself offensively, was aggressive, and like was actually creative. Like he'd be he'd be an awesome power forward, uh, but like he's just so boring, lazy. He doesn't want anything to do with the puck. It comes into his – when it comes to him, he literally craps his pants and then, like, dishes it off to whoever he can. Even to the other team, he just dishes it off. He just wants nothing to do with it. So I, another Richie brother that's an absolute bust. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy. 
You can oh, say whatever yeah. you want about McAvoy. We'll say whatever we want about him. I don't care. I'm have Richie on the team than McAvoy personally, but. <laughs> oh, that's so. Well, bad. I mean, I, 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 I know we're I know we're all <laughs> drinking here, but how many have you had? <laughs> all right, real quick though, um, I'll just touch on Swayman again, real quick. I know we've, we've kind of beat that dead horse, but this is what is going to make me dislike this player, though. Very quickly, uh, Joe Haggerty tweeted out yesterday that Jeremy Swayman has won ten of his first eleven professional starts in the stop seventy-one of seventy-five uh, shots in his first games as a Bruin. My prediction, we're watching the start of something very special for the Bruins. This kid is legit between the pipes. Let's chill the fuck out. It's, it was two games, okay? Like, Jesus. Okay? Oh, this, my God. This, this is why I don't like Tuka Rask, because he walks on water. That's why I don't like Patrice Bergeron, because he walks on water. Let's stop with this, okay? Let's stop. Oh, but Bergeron, maybe, but I don't think Tuka walks on water around here. He's probably the <laughs> most polarized well, he, athlete he, in Boston. He was the second. He was second. Now, he, now he's probably first. Who was the first? Yeah, David Price was, was worse. Oh yeah, was. I, I, I stopped watching baseball. I'm sorry. I, I might play a little uh, fantasy baseball on DraftKings, but that's about it. I don't really watch it. I can't. It's so fucking boring nowadays. Oh, baseball is unwatchable now. It really is. Uh, yeah, it is. I would never watch baseball. The the NBA should screw over the NBA should screw over the NHL by moving their games to the summer instead of the fall. They they'd get a huge market, I think. They wouldn't, have to, they wouldn't have to deal with basketball or uh, football at all. That's the thing. They wouldn't have, have to deal with football and, and hockey. I mean, granted, hockey is the lesser of the four major sports. I get it. Right. but I mean, they, they, I mean, they would take fans. They would take more fans from baseball than they'd lose for baseball. Yep. Plus, you want to be inside. During, and well, baseball is an absolute dying sport. Yeah, that, that, yeah. It's, that's tough. That's what, If the XFL was smart, if they wanted to come back, they'd, they'd go in the summer. People, yeah, people, they, they would get more abuse than baseball. <laughs> people, people want football year-round. Don't deal with college because they had it after the NFL season. You still have to deal with a little bit of college and the draft talk. No, 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 no. Summer. Go in the summer because this training camp talk for NFL, but people want to watch games. When did the XFL start up? They haven't started yet. No, 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 no. When was, when was – I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. When was their, yeah, when was their planned season like to start uh, it was, uh It was like start the – I think they started the week after the Super Bowl. Okay. Or, the, or it was it was Pro Bowl weekend. I think they started, and then they took a week off, or like they like a they ha- they moved it away from the Super Bowl, and then they started the full season. They played you know a couple of weeks, and then of course COVID happened and they shut down. Right, they're coming back supposedly. I can't wait. Yeah, because uh, I think um, playing football in the summertime might be too much. But if you're like having your championship game, you know. Early July or something would kind of yeah. be, you know, so instead of starting February, maybe you start late March, early April. You can't start then. That's the thing because there's still draft talk. You want you want to avoid much NFL. You have to start first week of May is probably – that's the thing. And then in that case, you might as well do the summer and have your championship in August. I know it's kind of a kind of a tangent here about something completely else, but, I mean, that's what I would do. No. I know it's tough, but, I mean, hey, the, the people playing for almost no contracts, they want to get into the NFL anyways. Players will play. Yeah, that's true. Even if they could die from dehydration. That's not the worst thing on the field. <laughs> it's the worst part. It's honestly. not like it hasn't happened. They changed all sorts of summer <laughs> practice rules because of it. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's just kind of why I feel like football in the summer might be a little rough. Yeah. Um, all right. We kind of just jumped over the games, last week's games. Um, 
Last Thursday and Saturday, the Bruins split between the Penguins on Thursday. It was a 4-1 to loss. Dan Vladar made 19 saves on 22 shots. Boston outshot Pittsburgh 31-23. to They were 0-2 on the power play. Uh, they started terrible. Um, I was thinking this was one of their worst games until uh, I think a couple uh, the Swayman debut where they gave up like 40 shots. Um, and then the Saturday game, of course, a dreaded afternoon Saturday game. I hate them. Uh, I don't want to see Boston play before 7 o'clock on any day of the week. Um, led by Brad Marchand and David Pasternak, Boston explodes for seven goals in a 7-5 win. Uh, five of those goals, I believe, came in the second period. I think defense was optional for both teams in this game. Hmm. Marchand with the hat trick. Pasternak coming within inches of a hat trick a few minutes before. Um... Although, in, uh, Jack Edwards argued, and I believe he was right on this, that it should have been awarded a goal because he beat the last defender uh, and had an empty net when Latang hooked him. Um, shots were even at 28 in this game. Both teams, one for three on the power play. Uh, David Krejci being the only goal scorer, not Bergeron, Marchand, or Pasternak. Um, guys, thoughts on the Pittsburgh miniseries here? God, Justin, you can go first. Oh, I mean, gosh, honestly, I was, I was just trying to think of like, I mean, um, I don't know. I think the first game was more reflective of like what it actually is. I, I don't know. I, I just, it was tough. It was it, Pittsburgh was one of those teams where like I, I, I'm going record of saying that the Bruins match up well against, um, that they usually play well and they kind of have that number. Uh, but Pittsburgh, they've really tried to come into form slowly. And I know they won the second game, but like it's still a, a, like it's still a fight for this team. I mean, my gosh! And if they, I swear to God, if they get behind like two or three goals, like it, it's danger zone uh, because you, you you don't have the offense to, to bring you back. I know you have earlier on in the season, and I think for the most part you were lucky um, that you came back in some games. But with that being said, they just um, it, it's again it's it's tough to watch because all the offense is still coming from only three players. Um, it, and if they're not playing well defensively, you can count them. They, you can almost see it on the players. If they're not playing well defensively or maybe their goaltender sucks and gives up one too many goals, they're done with the game. I mean, they just kind of they just kind of like give up. They play list, uh, like you know, without any life whatsoever. Um, and games that they have won, I mean, listen, I think so far, like their record at one point, um, I think really shows – I mean, their record over the past few games I think is a lot – it's inflating how you know. It's inflating how the Bruins look right now. I mean, I think it's like record- a mirage. Yeah, it is. It is, and you know, and we have all these people saying like, "Oh, but the Bruins are like, like in these last few games, like, like if if these last few games haven't been like witness that you should still like buy on the team, everything else like that." It makes me want to throw up because I'm like, "Are you actually watching these games? Like, it's a fight. Like, they have to every like." And the fact that they beat Washington the other day just blows my mind. But that speaks to the choke artist of a team that Washington is. Um, so it's, it's they've been tough to watch, Dave. Honestly, tough to watch. <sighs> Jimmy? So just like Justin was on record saying they, they, they match up well against Pittsburgh, I'm on record multiple times saying that Pittsburgh is a dangerous team. And this is, the second game, like Justin said, was kind of more of a – uh, a facade, I think, is what you said, or a mirage. Someone said it. That it's these teams are a lot better than you know a seven goal team. Like they're not, Pittsburgh's not giving up seven goals 
that's just not what they are. I think that Pittsburgh matches up very well. They roll lines very deep, and their their goaltending for the most part is pretty good. And this is what makes me nervous about Pittsburgh is that when they get hot, they have a championship pedigree. I think it was what going back two years ago they'd they'd been to. Two straight, uh, they won back to back, didn't they? Yeah, they were the first team since yeah, they to win back to back. They have a championship pedigree. You can say what you want about Latang about being the original PK Subban, is what I call him. Um, being like you know the hooking of Pass Knock stuff like that. It's what they are, but he wins. They, they they've won cups. I think. Oh yeah, I, I have no issue with him hooking. I have ish, I have issues with goal ten, with uh, referees this season oh, in general. Awful. The ze- the zebras are just I don't know. The three terrible this year. Terrible. Now. It's, it's awful. Um, no, but uh, th- this is my thing. is Pittsburgh is a legitimate team, and you guys better be ready, um, or Bruins fans in general better be ready, because the way that uh, Washington is playing and the way that the Islanders are playing and the acquisitions that the Islanders have made, Islanders are getting the number one seed in, the, in, in, our, in our division. They're playing us in the first round if we make the playoffs because we're not catching Pittsburgh the way Pittsburgh's playing, and we're going to bounce in the first round if we're lucky five games. Yep. Lucky five games. To be honest, honestly, Jimmy, I, I I would almost say that if we played either any one of those teams, it, it would be a gentleman sweep. I really do. I, I maybe we could get a win against Pittsburgh in the first round, but other than that, Washington and the Islanders, I see them both sweeping us. No chance, no chance. I give us a better chance against Washington than I do against Pittsburgh, though. Maybe, maybe they maybe they choke. With, like they, they do. Exactly. Without without um, is that the the goaltending thing or just like it's, it's yeah about, they, that too no. they, they need a goaltender. Well, yeah, because like they, they lost trots, and you could see some vulnerability in that armor. You know, we, we weren't winning games, but we were getting closer to winning games. Now that Holby, we're actually winning games against them. I feel more confident in beating Washington in a seven-game series than I do Pittsburgh personally. And it really comes down to Sidney Crosby versus Ovechkin. I think that Sidney Crosby is a better winner than Ovechkin, even though I think Ovechkin is a better player than Crosby is. Yeah, I'd say I, as much as I dislike Sidney Crosby because I think he's a whiny little bitch, um, yes. he's definitely yes. a better leader. I think he's definitely a better leader than Ovechkin. Yes. And, well, I mean, and he also has um, Malkin, who has been injured, but they were even saying in the broadcast, if one's out, the other one steps up his game. Mm-hmm. It, it, they're, it, they're almost interchangeable in that way. Um, I don't... <laughs> I don't like I don't like the Bruins prospects about against any of these three teams ahead of them right now though. Nope. Uh, they all have four games in hand and you are eight points out of first place. So you you technically could if you went on a run four straight and they didn't, you know, once you catch up these games you could possibly be in first place and have that number one seed. I just don't see it happening. No, I mean and, and honestly I like I don't even think the Bruins should be in the playoffs right now. I, I think they, they're getting lucky because Philly, for whatever reason, has been a massive train wreck this season. Uh, but I think if Philly was able to put it all together, I think they're a much better team than the Bruins. And if they were able, and if they were able to take them uh, a few more of these games against the Bruins, um, I, I think they'd be in the number four spot and you would be out of the playoffs looking in right now. I really do. Also, Dave, I think we're number three at that point because I think Washington holds the head-to-head and I think that the Islanders definitely hold the head-to-head against us. So I think we're three, regardless. If we were to, we're, yeah, that's, that's true. I, I, I think I'm not sure about the tiebreaker this year because it's been weird, but I'm pretty sure that we'd be number three, regardless. Yeah, I, I guess really what I was saying is if you, if you were to win these four, I'm gonna call them makeup games or games in yeah. hand, excuse me. Um, you know, you're right up there with 56 points. That's another the eight points you're out of first place. But you're right, tie. I wasn't thinking tiebreakers. No, but that that just tells you how 
how much of a house of cards this whole season's been because you're not even close to those teams. You're not. Maybe no. not. You're not. not. You have flashes where you look like you can play against these guys, but you know the reality of is it. The reality of it is, I don't. I don't think you can withstand a seventh game series against any of these guys, really. No. And, and, and when it comes down to it, Dave, I judge teams and players based on postseason. That's when it matters. And realistically, I don't care if they maybe swept Washington Capitals in, in like this year. Obviously, they're not going to, but they swept them when not. If, if in the playoffs, they didn't get smoked. Men against boys. I mean, yeah. so I don't really care for all these people who are saying like, "We're in the regular season." I'm like, uh, it doesn't matter. It's, it's the playoffs that matter, you asshats. So right. I mean, like, you know. So to that point, if you take these three teams ahead of the Bruins, the one wild card there would probably be the Islanders because I, they have the least amount of playoff experience, but they do have a great coach. Uh, they've been playing really well this year, so that's why I would definitely give them the edge. But I could see, I could see something happening there in the Islanders uh, pulling a, a, a Tuka Poopa. Well, and and Dave and Jimmy, you're gonna love this point. You're gonna love this point. And please, again, I love Patrice Bergeron. I do. I love the player, and he's again the only reason why they're relevant. But Matthew Barzal better than Patrice Bergeron. Um, Oh my gosh! I just Sidney Crosby better than Bergeron. I think um, was you, you guys may may uh, if uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov. No, no, Nicholas Backstrom better than Bergeron. I think I think all the other teams their top centers are better than our top center, Patrice Bergeron. I think you know Bergeron's just a he's never been that offensively like crazy talented like those other guys. Um, but I also just think he's just wear and tear, and he's injury prone now. And I think you know. Once he gets to the playoffs, that chronic groin injury just gets back up in on him, and I just don't think he performs like those guys can. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly in the, in the Cup Finals, better than Bergeron. Braden Point, better than Bergeron. Jonathan Taves, better than Bergeron. I mean, it's just – that's just reality. That's no knock against Keith Bergeron. I love him. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, I'm sure. But, I mean, that's the, the other thing you got to look at. in the rafters up at the Garden, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so for sure, and I and I'm I, I'm all for it. You know, I'm I'm a produce Bergeron guy through and through. But he's lost to those other gentlemen. You know, they've been more skilled, or like you know they're younger and, and just more in their primes than he is. So it's and and in in the in the playoffs, I think having that number one center be greater than the other team's number one center is huge. And if you don't have that, then that's that's big. So. Justin, I, I I love where you're going with this because it's right on my alley. Negative, I do. I can't agree with it though. I I, I can't. Barzal's too young, and he also has not won anything in the playoffs. As much as I like Backstrom, Backstrom's a one-dimensional player. He might be a lot more crazy than he does Bergeron. I don't think he does much on the defensive side. I think he's. I, I think that Bergeron is the second best number one uh, centerman in our division. I think Crosby is the I'll the elite. That. It's fine. I, I still think that Bergeron, I think I still think Bergeron is a massive choke choke artist, partially because of the injuries. But and I know you can't control that, but I think that he well, just, you can't call him a choke artist if it's because of the injuries, though. I'll give you I'll give you his I'll give you the injury prone tag over McAvoy any day when it comes to Bergeron, and that's okay. just because every year at the end of the year you're hearing about how he's got a, yet another okay. groin right. tear. It just it get it's the reason why I kind of put the I guess not retry I mean he tries to be out there too much and that's I guess like 
when he's injured. And if you if you're not effective, I know it looks good to be out there. Don't be out there, man. It it, it breaks my heart to say, but it's it it's if you're not able to help the team, if you're a detriment to the team out there, get off the ice. Because I, I feel like uh, the last few years with the the groin injury too and Bergeron, because you you made some pretty good sized runs in the playoffs. I mean, last year was a little odd. Let's we can throw that one out. Um, but I believe there was still a groin injury involved. Um, yes. But like the years before, go back to 2019. Um, like, why didn't you shelf him? Like, just have a game plan to shelf him for the first month and a half to two months of the season. Let that injury actually heal up. The guy's played a lot of hockey in his career. You know, and- over a thousand games. What closer to 1,100 at this point? Mm-hmm. And it's just. When you're gonna play that much, and you go that deep into the playoffs, sit him down for a little while. He's got an injury. It's something that keeps occurring. It's a reoccurring thing. I don't know if that's a, a team philosophy or if it's just a stubborn player. I think it's a, I think it's a stubborn player. I think that he takes. I think, so. pride, in it. I think yeah. it takes pride in it, which is why I, I put a lot of it on him. Which is, the choking tag is probably unwarranted because I don't think it's a choking thing. But if if you are so detriment, or you, you you still want to be out there to help your team, you're not helping. You have to sit the player down. Like man, you're not helping the team. As for the number in the rafters, it it will be the next. Well, no, it won't be the next one. Charles will be the next one. I I I, I say Bergeron before Chara. Sorry, Chara. Yeah, it's it's fine. To me, once my good fr- oh, God, I can't. No, I can't say it because he's a good friend of mine. Now, the 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 one of the numbers that just got retired recently. Um, I. I think that you lost all credibility to all the numbers getting retired. And not not the most recent one. I'm gonna put that one. Not the most recent one, but one of the ones of the last you know twenty years. One of the numbers that got retired. It kind of just uh, all the numbers kind of lost their credibility once you put a certain number up there. All right, Jimmy with the cliffhanger. <laughs> all right, uh, going to the uh, Philly games from earlier this week on Monday. Boston loses. Three to two in overtime. Uh, Carson Kuhlman, surprise, surprise, and Patrice Bergeron had the two Boston goals. Um, Philly outshoots Boston three to two, uh, thirty-two to twenty-nine. Yeah, outshoots them three to two. Nice job, Dave. Um, Boston one for two on the power play and two for three on the penalty kill. Game ends with uh, Jimmy's choke artist Patrice Bergeron falling down in overtime, catches an edge, uh, given Travis Sanheim. A free lane to the net, and Vladar can't make the save. Tuesday night is uh, Jesus was born. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Swayman makes his NHL debut. I'm going to get a whole lot of hate mail from the Catholics, aren't I? Uh, he makes 40 saves on 42 shots to earn his first NHL victory, 4-2. to two. Bergeron with a hat trick. Boston uh, outshot 42-26. to 26. One for two on the power play, three for three on the penalty kill. Um, you know, both rookies, no, no veteran goaltenders, even as a backup in this Swayman was the backup on Monday night as, um, Yaroslav, Yaroslav Halak, excuse me, <coughs> need some water instead of beer. <laughs> um, Halak gets put on the COVID protocol list on, on Monday. Um, team played like absolute crap in front of Swayman I felt that on that Tuesday night game uh, I not too bad I feel like losing to Philly even in o- overtime is kind of an insult to us at this point but not as bad as when they lose to uh, Mackenzie Blackwood and the New Jersey Devils 
Um, you guys see anything other than Swayman that was good in these two games? Nope. Nope. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> like, literally not. Because, like, Dave, like, again, it, it, I feel like the only good things you can say are the same good things every game. Well, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Monshan played well. Right. I, that's it. I mean, and they, they provided all the offense pretty much. I think maybe you can throw Coleman in there and, like, maybe a random goal by Bleed. But, like, outside of that, like, I, there's nothing. What can you say? Not to mention, how many goals? Did, didn't they give up, like, a ton of goals in that? Second Philly game? Uh, like, no, like, two goals each game. Oh, two goals each Three game. Two, four to two. Just okay. one was in overtime. I think it's something else, but still, like, you know, nothing good to say. Yeah. Um, and th- then Thursday night, uh, Swayman starts again against Washington. He makes 31 saves on 33 shots for a four to two Boston win. Uh, Anton Bleed, Jeremy Lazan, Craig Smith, and Brad Marchand were the goal scorers. Uh, Washington outshoots Boston 33 to 32. Boston one for four on the power play and five for seven on the penalty kill. Boston seven friggin' penalties in that game. Talk about just undisciplined. Um, and this was um, that was that that Marshawn goal in this game. That was that silly goal for on the sh- he was shorthanded and it was his 30th of his career shorthanded. Um, but that goal is just insane. Was that um, Ovechkin who went down? Or was that one of the defenders who went down to try and swipe at him as he cut off the, the half wall? I'm not going to lie, Dave. I saw, that, I saw the clip on Instagram. I didn't see who it was. I, I always do want to see it was Ovechkin like, trying to pester him. Yeah, I, was, I feel oh, like, yeah. Well, I don't know. He got, he got, I feel like whoever it was, I, I think it was Ovechkin. He got him to overcommit going backwards, and when he stopped, he had nothing else to do but to, to just lay out to try and stop it, and he just made a great move to go around oh, him yeah. for the goal, um, which is why he was my number one star. Um, and then I think it was Justin, to your point, over these last few games, if it's not those top three guys, who's scoring for you? Like It's, it's the same question we've had for four, five, six, seven years now. Um, at least – you know, six, seven years ago, you could throw Krejci into that, but not not so much recently. Um, any other uh, comments on these last five games other than, you know, Swayman, Swayman, Swayman? Um, I, I think, Dave, and uh, I, I'm just, just from watching this game, I think I just read uh, somewhere on Twitter, too. I think Grizzly just uh, exited this game. Mm-hmm. Um, surprise, surprise, because, you know, he's an undersized defenseman and made a glass. Um, I don't know why people don't realize this, but anyways. So we're um, just going to so, refer to him as Glass Joe from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, great tough kid because he does work, try to work through a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, he's a tough kid. Um, but he's small. No, he's small, and that's what's going to happen. Um, but anyway, so now the decor is without Brandon Carlo, Charlie McAvoy, Matt Grizzlick, and I think there's someone else in there that may be missing. So please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, someone else imp- significant. I thought that was missing. Um, yeah, John Moore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyler's gonna fight you. <laughs> but um, you talking about? Yo, but that decor—that's that's scary. I mean, I think they're making buy right now, but that's scary. So your decor is depleted. Um, I think you're one. Like honestly, you're if if anything bad happens to either Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron and they're out for some length of time, I think you can see this team go downhill very, very fast. So uh, just watch out for those injuries. 
and don't expect anything at the trade deadline. Um, you know, Ross, uh, they, they, the Bruins could be rumored to be all in on Eichel at the last minute. Don Sweeney crapped his pants and trades for a injured Riley Nash, which the Toronto Maple Leafs always did. So, uh, before we move to bet your ass, I just want to. I'm just. This thought just came into my head. Um, Cassidy yesterday was talking about how Chuka is a possible go for tomorrow. Um, any, and now this might just be a stretch and a wet dream for you, Jimmy. Um, any chance that they want to show that Tuka can still play and then try and trade him on Monday? If you if you're trading for Tuka Rask, you already know who he is. Like you know that he he has an injury. Yeah, history. but play him tomorrow to know that he's not injured, so you don't have to pull a friggin' uh, Toronto deal for Riley Nash. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it'd be great. But I, I don't see him trading Rask. I don't see him trading Tracy. I don't see him trading for Rask. I don't see him trading Bergeron. I don't see him trading anybody. Yeah, those, you, those first two I see retiring it too, like on the spot if you trade them. Because <laughs> neither <laughs> one of them, both of them have said they want to be Bruins for life, basically, That's right? Great. So, but okay. I don't know. That was just a stupid thought that came in my head, I'm trying to start a rumor. I know. Sorry, Dave. No good, no good rumors here. Plus, I also read that he's trying to, Dodge me, he's trying to avoid. Creating the first round pick uh, for next year, which means he's willing to part with some assets. And uh, what, assets? what assets do we have exactly, Jimmy? So I don't see any good deal happening. Sorry. Um, I, I think it's Mason Larray, our what, our first pick the, in the second round this year. Um, mm-hmm. He's playing in the, I believe, the USHL. Uh, he's 22 years old and he's playing against like 18 year old kids, but uh, he's been getting some talk lately about how well he's looked up there but because he's three years older than these other guys so who knows how that translates um but he could be a quick little sneaky asset they could throw into a trade i wouldn't be surprised if uh we saw him move if if the bruins are buyers um all right jimmy you want to make a bet i'm always down to make a bet david let's do this thing all right uh so both my picks are both for monday I got two of them for you. I went uh, one and one this past week, getting back to the swing of things uh, after you know my hiatus, uh, wherever the hell I was. I don't, I don't remember where I was, but I was gone. I thought you uh, were at the uh, Himalayas, climbing, climbing Mount, Mount uh, whatever Mount Everest. <laughs> you're, you're right. I don't know how I forgot that, Dave. I, I just slipped my mind. <laughs> you look good. I'm glad you brought home a Sherpa. <laughs> hey. You know, someone's got some. I gotta cut the wire somehow. You know, as an electrician, you know. Do that uh, all right. So the first book I got is a. Um, it's a seven o'clock game on Monday. Let me double check that real quick. All right. Uh, yep, seven o'clock game. It is Columbus hosting uh, the Blue Jackets. Oh wow, that was. Yep, they would be hosting themselves. <laughs> Columbus hosting the Blackhawks. Uh, I like the Blackhawks minus one fourteen. And then the next game I have also 7 o'clock on Monday. The Detroit Red Wings are traveling south to Carolina. I like Detroit plus 255. Again, all these uh, odds are from uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook, as always. All right. And you went 1-1 one and one last week. Do you remember what you are on the season? I kind of lost track. Oh god, probably. I want to say I'm like 18 and one now, something like that. I don't know. I, 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 I have to look it up. I, I want. I want to say. Why do you I, have to go with 18 and one? That one kind of hurts as a Pats fan. 
<laughs> I wish I did that on purpose. I really wish I did. Uh, um, I want to say before the the break, I was uh, I want to say seventeen and five or something like that. So okay, yeah, and you've been like one and one or two and two over the last couple. So Pretty and much. you know, unfortunately, you weren't able to make a couple shows, climbing Mount Everest and all. Yeah, some I, don't, I mean the gym just not, is not doing it for me anymore. I have to actually go out. Well, I put the air. I spew so much hot air. I gotta get up to the colder stuff. <laughs> oh wow, that's tough. Uh oh. What happened? Swayman was way out of his net, and he just then flies his bang at home three two. Ah oh, crap! So glad I was eating the cheese on the skin. <laughs> I don't know why he was doing that, but... I do have one more thing, unless you have something. No, absolutely. Go for it. Okay. Something came up. um, Talk about another trade or a release. No, I think it was a trade. Um, Toronto sent Jimmy VC to Vancouver. Uh, I think it was middle of last week. And man has the value of this kid fallen. This kid was like when he was for Nashville. Nashville. And and everybody wanted this kid. I mean, I wanted this kid. And he's now on his fourth team, his third team in the last year, and he his numbers are awful. If you, I mean, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He has 64 goals, 117 points, but minus 30 for his career and 300 and 338 games. And mind you, I know he played for the Rangers, but they weren't good. But they weren't awful. Uh, Buffalo's a really bad team. He played for Buffalo all last year, but he played for Toronto this year on a juggernaut of a team. As much as Toronto is a juggernaut, but they they're pretty. How many games did he play for Toronto this year? 30 games, five goals, two assists, minus four. So he's basically played the whole season with them. Wow, yeah, terrible. And, I mean, and he's re- so he's played four games for Vancouver. No goals, no assists, minus one, nine shots. Yeah, he, he was somebody. He tried to pull the Eli Manning. He didn't like who he was traded to, so he held out as long as he could to become a free agent. Yep. Right? And then and it was, you know, he lost people lost their mind in Boston because he decided to go to New York instead of going back home to Boston. I'm like, he's 18 years old. I would definitely also want to go to New York over Boston. I mean, being a millionaire, being a millionaire, millionaire in New York with like hanging out with like all those girls compared to the, you know, the, you know, the townie girls as a millionaire. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm choosing New York too. Sorry guys. Man, right, so I'm that. gonna get hate mail from the Catholics, and um, Jimmy's gonna get hate mail from every masshole girl he knows. So that's beautiful. I love it. I feel like you're in more trouble than I am, Jimmy. I, I definitely am. Oh, all right. Boston goes to uh, comes home to play Washington tomorrow night at seven. They play Buffalo, New York Islanders twice later in the week, and Washington again on Sunday for a five-game homestand. Not sure when we're gonna get back together on this because you know. Recording again on Tuesday, we'd just be talking about the Washington and Philly game. <laughs> Although we we would hopefully have something to yell at Don Sweeney about on Monday. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see them beat Washington tomorrow. I, I feel like they can beat Buffalo. Like, you should be able to beat Buffalo. And then the Islanders would be a, a little bit of a wild card. They, uh, back-to-back nights, Thursday and Friday. Um, and then next, the following week, you actually have three games in Buffalo. You're gonna play Buffalo a lot. You you've only played them what twice, three times maybe. It's three times. Uh, I think today is the last time you see Philadelphia in the regular season. Uh, you play every team eight times, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, 
Yeah, I mean, guys got a wish list over the next week or so, or. So I'm I'm pulling up the schedule real quick just to see how many games we're talking about. Yeah, I should as well. Um, I'd say, Dave. To be honest with you, my only thing is is just make sure you take care of Buffalo, and you should still have a playoff spot. I mean, that that's all. Just take care of Buffalo. I don't expect you to beat any other team. Just take care of them, and and hopefully you'll stay stay in playoff contention. Um, and let's see what money brings. I mean, I can't believe it's been. You know, it's already coming up on the NHL trade deadline, but we'll see. You guys may be getting a, a lot of angry text messages for me on Monday. So we'll see, depending on what happens. But take care of Buffalo. Um, hopefully sell at the NHL trade deadline. That's my two hopes. Just take care – just do those two things for me, and I'll be uh, happy. I think I think it's probably a good idea also to note that uh, there is 31 days left in the NHL season. Um, it ends on uh, well in the Bruins NHL season. It ends on May 11th, and today is April 10th. So, wow. um, yeah, one month of hockey, one month of regular season hockey left. So, and you still got twenty games, tw- something tw- twenty something games, fifteen probably. games, I think. Okay. Don't forget yeah. to not play in a full 82 if you're looking at the games played, yeah, Jimmy. No, no, I know it's 56. <laughs> 56. Yeah. Um. So we're going what through both Washington games, both Islander games, and one or two of the Sabre games. Uh, well, I, that's going to depend on everyone's schedule. I mean, if we record again next Saturday, or if we wait until the following Tuesday, it's going to depend on that. Okay. Well, we should be Buffalo twice. We'll lose both games to Washington, both games to the Islanders. Yep. Facts. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe split Washington, but we're never losing both games to the Islanders. Uh, they've shown me absolutely. No, they've show, they've shown me absolutely nothing that they can compete with that team. Nope. I, I mean, I you've been in all the games, right? You haven't gotten your no, doors but, blown off in any of the games. Uh, well, no, there was that one seven to two game, but no. But for the most part, but it comes down to the final five minutes, and then the Islanders say, "All right, time for the show up," and they show up, and the Bruins don't. And it's I, I, I to me, I I can't give them a win against this team when they've not right. played. Right, Jimmy did that. The Bruins would watch him in all those games. The Bruins would put up like two goals in the first period and like come out with like maybe a first period lead, then get smoked in the second and third and lose like six to two. And the Islanders just upgraded. And they just upgraded their forward group. So, I mean, you're, you're kind of screwed. Especially if you have, if you're missing most of your defensemen. Brandon Carlos week to week. Who the hell knows when he's going to return? Uh, McAvoy, he may, may not play tomorrow night, Cassie said. I'm going to rule him out for tomorrow. Uh, so, you're out, so you're out with your two right side guys. Grizzly, like, who the hell knows with him? So, I mean, you're, you're pork as far as I'm concerned. That's what I'm saying. Take care of Buffalo. Just take care of Buffalo Hopefully. at this point. Yeah, I, I think all the defenseman injuries is going to force Sweeney's hand to have to do something. It's just how bad is he going to miss? What if, what if he trade the first-round pick for Goss's Bear? That would be a slap in the face, huh? Oh, my God. He that... would. He would. <laughs> and you have other people saying, like, oh, they, the Bruins could try to maybe trade for Mike, uh, Mike Hoffman. I'm like, why did you just pick him up if you wanted him? What, what, like when uh, you could have signed Lee Stepniak and then later in the season you traded two <laughs> second rounders for him or some shit like that? It blows my mind. I remember when that deal got I was at a shell station filling up gas. And I was inside getting like a monster or something like that. And like, bro, was going to trade? I'm like, oh, here we go. It's like Lee Stepniak. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Everyone at the <laughs> store is looking at you like you're crazy, but you're like fuming. And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, how, how many, like, how much leeway does this guy get? Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, 
Justin, honestly, I, I felt like earlier in the year you were a bit hard on Sweeney. Um, but no, I think no, I think you were the right the right number. <laughs> well, and the other thing, well, it, it gave it quite honestly. I was thinking about it too, and people were like, well, I, well, I mean, listen, they went to Stanley Cup, they've made the playoffs. I'm like, they, yeah, but the team that he had has pretty much been the same team since 2013. Crazy, you still had no wingers. You still had the top trio. All you do is change the coach. You drafted McAvoy and Carlo. And so, yeah, your team was – that just goes to show the team was a playoff team. Yeah, and, the same base core was the same core that you had yeah. – base core that you had in 2011 when you won. What you do? 2019, you made it to the Cup, but you still lost to the St. Louis Blues, and you still didn't solve your right wing problem. Uh, like, uh, so, again, how much leash uh, is this guy going to get? I mean, even Peter Shirelli, who I think is a crappy GM – and cannot sign contract to save his life. His he was still able to pull out a decent enough moves to get the uh, the team uh, to a Stanley Cup win. I mean, but like, and, and so yeah, Don Sweeney may have done one or two things right, okay. But outside of that, he's been awful. So if he isn't fired this season or next, season, I mean, like again, you're screwing yourself in the future. It'll be next, it'll be next I, season. Future uh, is, is a wasted year. It wouldn't it, be next season. And he wasted the last good years of the, of, uh, the Patrice Bergeron. Uh, you know, crazy core. Like he, he wasted the, those years. I mean, and, and again, he's getting all the leeway for it. I, I have no idea why. It blows my mind. So, so Dave, I want to, I, I want to, you know, applaud you for being the bigger man and admitting when you know you weren't as hard on someone as you should have been. So I'm waiting for mine next week on the Charlie McAvoy stuff, but it's okay. I'll wait for it. It'll be, it'll be a late birthday present. I'll take it. You know, just I'll wait. For it. I'll wait. Jimmy, I'm sorry. You could you could talk till you were bluer than that shirt you're wearing, and uh, I'm, you're gonna be wrong on McAvoy being injury prone at this point in his career. Hey, that's uh, right. Everybody thought VC was gonna be really good too, and look at him now. So I'm just saying. You know, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm but right. McAvoy has actually shown that he's good, where VC has just shown that he sucks. Oh, he can't play at the NHL level. And I'm I'm out on Eichel. Say what you good. want, but but he's like. He's like a Jimmy Vesey. Well, he is. Yeah, he, is. he just hasn't been on as many teams. Dude, he's, and, he's and I know Buffalo's a, the uh, Jack Jack Edwards quote the dumpster fire of the NHL. But mm, close to yeah. I mean, I know that Arizona yeah, at one point this year was giving them a run for their money. Arizona's pretty bad too. <laughs> the problem is Buffalo's been rebuilding since like 2009. They've been rebuilding like with, with since they lost Lindy Ruff, and now. How's Jersey been since Lindy Ruff signed as the coach there? Not, I mean, they beat us. I mean, I don't know. It seems like anyone can beat us at this point. Buffalo must beat us. Shit. All right. I think that's going to do it other than one last fire Don Sweeney from Justin if he wants before we go. Yep. Fire Don Sweeney. We know it. Let's go. Come on. Down this bandwagon. I'll go around with a paper, pen. Let's, let's get some signatures going here. All right. All right. Show your support for Justin on Twitter at Boston B Party One with the hashtag uh, Do Nothing Don Sweeney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. All right. This has been the Boston B Party. I'm David Rodriguez, Jimmy Shea, Justin Ventola. Thanks for joining me. Hopefully, next time we talk, we'll have Tyler Scales back. Have a good week. Deuces. Bye, guys.